Welcome to Next CLT. Next CLT is a business development initiative that focuses on strengthening companies owned by Black, Indigenous people of color in Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a next edition of Next CLT's podcast. We're excited today to have Brittany Bogues. She's an entrepreneur. She owns Bogues Consulting Group. She's been successful in many ventures and have many more ventures to come. She's been featured in many publications, uh, lots of women's magazines, the Charlotte Observer and others. She has overcome several life challenges. She's an advocate for uplifting women and juveniles and has been a shining star, lighting the path for many to follow and grow. She's an extraordinary leader. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you today Brittany Bogues, the owner of Bogues Consulting. Brittany, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. Hey, uh, Brittany, a lot of things have happened over the last two years with COVID and all those kind of things. You're the CEO of your organization. What do you wish to have people know a little bit about Bogues Consulting and you as a CEO of your company? Sure. So um, Bogues Group, we really focus on um, quality consulting in the areas of communications and event planning. And so I would love for everyone um, to kind of know the role of a CEO is just it's more than just kind of delegating tasks to people. It's really being um, a team member too, because you can't really ask someone in your team to do something if you don't even know what it takes to be in that role. So I think it really takes um, effective listening and being a team player as well as a CEO. You said effective listening, right? You know, what's the biggest area of your role that people are curious about and why. So, you know, what are some of the things you're researching the most right now? Yeah, so uh, there's kind of, it's twofold. So a lot of things I'm researching is um, establishing standard operating procedures and like looking at operational things. Um, But I know um, we are curious to break into the CBD industry. So um, a lot of people always kind of want to pick my brain on branding ideas and different ways to make connections and um, get in front of the audiences that are looking to kind of move to action. So you say that CBD arena, you know, uh, several years ago, that was kind of like one of those things where, you know, what's the regulations around, hey, making these things legal, what states are going to do? What are some things in that area that you've discovered that you say, wow, I wish I had done this before, or this has now come forward for us to really jump into this foray into the CBD market? Yeah, I think it's a really great time for us to jump in the market, especially um, because the services we offer for a CBD or cannabis brand, it not only offers them brand protection, but it also um, gets their story out. And so with the different regulations by state and um, different laws being passed, um, it's a really great opportunity um, to share with different audiences what's going on. Not to mention CBD has several different health benefits and it doesn't get you high and there's several stigmas that still need to be broken. And so I think this is a great time to kind of break into it. 
Well, thanks for sharing that because, you know, people always think about that high part and, you know, that giggly part <laughs> and the munchies. <laughs> that's, that's what people think about. But thanks for clarifying that's that, you know, the health the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 thanks for clarifying that. I was one of those, you know, I was thinking of munchies back <laughs> Brittany, you participated in Next CLT's Business Accelerator Initiative. What did you learn and how have you applied what you've learned to your business? Oh, wow. I mean, I've learned so many different things. Um, but I think the real thing that kind of um, stood out is two things. Um, really kind of forecasting and looking ahead um, and also really looking at um your strengths and weaknesses and figuring out how you can pull yourself out of the weeds and really identify what those tasks look like and what does a day-to-day look like for the person that you're looking to hire. Um, so really looking at that forward picture um, has been really helpful. Coming out of the weeds, you know, I always hear the thing about, hey, should you be working in your business or outside of your business? You mentioned two things as CEO, you have many different hats that you wear. In that space of teaching and looking at people who are new talents to your organization, what did NextCLT really get your juices flowing around that talent aspect? Uh, around the talent aspect, definitely um, training, but also providing opportunities for them to learn and grow. Um, so definitely, I've kind of learned from NXT CLT, but also when um, when I was getting my master's, the power of just really training your members up. And so like seeing how they um, like to be led and also their communication style. So you're meeting them where they are and then helping them um, get to the next level. Um, so I, I really say talent development and then providing resources like classes and just articles, podcasts, anything like that to really help them, you know, get a different perspective. Yeah, you know, there's a saying, you know, a lot of people are afraid, a lot of leaders are afraid to develop and train their people because they think it takes away time. But there's a saying, hey, what happens if you don't train them and they stay? You, You don't get anybody who grows, right? So, exactly. so growth is really important. So thanks for sharing that. What's one initiative on your whiteboard that wasn't there 30 days ago? Oh, definitely um, expansion plan. I kind of wasn't even thinking about it. Um, I think it was our last uh, cohort meeting. We talked about um, funding and investments and, um, you know, estate planning and all those things. And the wild thing is I didn't even um, think about kind of getting a loan. I've always kind of stayed in the in the realm of like, I don't want to incur debt. And so like, I just want to go after grants. But um, really being in the um, cohort has changed my thinking on that. And so um, on the whiteboard is really figuring out the numbers behind it and uh, what all makes sense and also tapping into our board of advisors to to figure out the best plan to move forward. And thanks for sharing that because a lot of people are afraid to tap into that financial market, right? Uh, Because of our history, you know, people of color, uh, sometimes historically we're afraid to uh, get money because we think we're going to is going to hinder us or people are going to take what we have. If you had an extra 10x for your budget, say you reached into that financial uh, space and bucket and you pulled up some information, some dollars, how would you spend it and why? 
Oh, I would definitely spend it on um, two different things. Definitely on talent. Um, I know that investing in your team is one of the best things that you can do. Um, what Now with the work that we do, we don't really require a lot of different software and we work remotely. So really investing in my team, I know would increase production um, and just make everything kind of flow smoothly, more smoothly. And then really looking at influencer marketing for the first product that we developed. Um, we're in a service-based industry, so this is our first kind of product launch. And I know the way that the marketing space is uh, influencer marketing is really big and you really need a nice size budget to really back it. Um, so those are the two areas I would definitely focus on. Wow, I, a nice size budget, right? If you had to throw out a number, what would that nice size budget sound like to you, Brittany? Ooh, that depends on how intricate your freaking influencer marketing budget is or what you want to do. Because, I mean, starting out between five and 10000 um, just to get it going would be great. But if you really had like 30000 to kind of blow on an influencer mm-hmm. campaign, you would really see some great uh, results from it. How do you learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? I mean, so you talked about other ventures, right? So you have other ventures and you have other things that you're passionate about to help people grow, right? So on the nonprofit side, the for-profit side, I mean, you're a brilliant woman with a lot of dynamic things, balls juggling in the air for uh, current and future. How do you learn to stay on top of things? Oh, um, I love reading. So I read a lot of uh, books. I try to read uh, something fun, but also I alternate between something fun and something educational. Um, and then I also love listening to podcasts. So I listen to like business made simple, marketing made simple. Um, and then I have like different mentors. Um, so I will always like reach out to them and get their feedback. I love to have people in my space that are in spaces that I hope to be in. Um, cause I feel like they can always like give me advice. Um, and then I also look to my peers. Um, I have a lot of friends that are also entrepreneurs. Um, so several different avenues. I'm always trying to learn something. In your space, uh, social capital is really important. When you think about it, you've had some social capital from childhood through your current space, etc. Um, how important is that to use your peers and some of that social capital? Oh, it is vital. Um, I mean, I have run my business for, I guess, like four years, but I do know like when you are in this space of like whether you own a business or you're working within a business, um, social capital can help you get to your next career path or your next idea because a lot of things are automated. And so it really does take someone advocating on your behalf to really see some action. And so, I mean, I know it's important to know things, but it's it's even more important to know the right person person to know. Um, So I think social capital is kind of everything. Success sometimes equal failure. Mm -hmm. What's been the biggest failure in your last year? Why do you think it happened? Oh, gracious. I would definitely say one of my biggest failures is kind of like a breakdown in communication um, with with someone that was on my team. Um, It's just, I hate sometimes like you sometimes will send an email just to kind of get things off, but like you have to know when something needs a meeting versus just an email. And so like, as like, a I have a, a master's in communication. It's like one-on-one, I should have known that. And so for me, I'm really hard on myself. And so I really want to be a conscious communicator and continue to work on that. So uh, that was definitely a failure on my part. 
Jake. Now, you know, uh, when you talk about failure and failure equals success, um, you know, NextCLT is a business accelerator that works with entrepreneurs to help them scale and grow. Why do you think an uh, organization like NextCLT is important for entrepreneurs of color in this city and around the country? Oh, wow. I mean, if you just look at the statistics, um, due to the pandemic, there's a lot of uh, minority-owned businesses that have um, not been able to bounce back. Um, and then in addition to that, not everybody has access or even knows that resources like this are available. So the fact that you're able to continue spreading the word and creating space and opportunity for this is just, it's really important. Um, Black women, I know we're leading in education, but when it comes to annually growing our business, most Black-owned women-owned business make about 27000 annually. And so being able to have access to a program like this will get you in a different mind space, but also around other people that can help you get, you know, to the next level. Brittany, you talked about the pandemic and, you know, you've been around for four years. So part of your business is seeing the pandemic. And, you know, if I can ask you this in this space, how did you actually shift gears during the pandemic, and then on the second part of that is, how did Next CLT help you kind of say, oh, even when I shift gears, I needed to think about some other things, if I, you don't mind me asking that. Sure. Uh, we were definitely heavy in the um, event space, and um, we've always done events and communication, but we uh, originally, as soon as the pandemic hit, kind of lost like two event clients. And so we really needed to kind of look at what is our USP, our unique selling point, and how can we really position ourselves to um, solve a problem in the market that we see. And what we did is we identified that a lot of established businesses were having a hard time pivoting to um, like the digital age, but also internally having breakdown in communication with different generations. Um, so that's really our strong suit is helping um, think of dynamic and creative ways to spread your message. And so we really found that niche audience and we're able to kind of pivot and um, not only grow in that space, but uh, yeah, just do really well in that space. Um, so we ended up doing really well in the pandemic. Um, and I will say um, NXT CLT is helping me look at um, we've gotten this far kind of positioning ourselves with um, services, but really looking at what are different ways that we can create revenue that won't necessarily stretch our existing team to the max. And so that's, you know, helping us look at different product offerings. Oh, cool, cool. So, you know, looking at different product offerings and thinking about shifting, et cetera, what's something in your industry that people should either stop doing or start doing in your world? Oh my goodness, they should stop being so hard on journalists and uh, media and bloggers. So um, a lot of what we do is pitching and working with um, reporters to get our clients placed. And um, just understanding the changing landscape, a lot of reporters are covering several different beats. Um, newspapers, different outlets are not getting the same advertising dollars. And so, you know, cutting them some slack and knowing that there are different ways to reach media. Um, and so you don't have to be always aggressive um, with them. You know, that's interesting. In this current environment, uh, you know, public perception 
in how they treat people in general is tough, right? What is something that somebody should know about Brittany? What is something that you're working on or something that, you know, personally you say, hey, this is who Brittany Bogues is and this is who she's aspiring to be and these are the things that she's doing to make a difference? Well, um, I know that I really enjoy working and helping um, startup not, um, brands and businesses and just working with entrepreneurs that are just kind of learning what they want to do and being passionate about it. And so um, from all of that, we've kind of compiled a workbook and I'm excited about it because not only is it a fill in the blank and you get to learn all the different aspects of building a business, uh, creating a logo, how to pitch to um, the media, but also how to get sponsors, how to apply for awards, all of that in one place. Um, and then being able to consult an expert over your completed brand book, I think that it will help position um, people that are just kind of starting out in a way better position for scaling and growing. Um, and so it kind of gets me excited that um, we are in a space that we're now able to kind of help other entrepreneurs. And I know that with our C-suite initiative to see more women in leadership positions, um, that definitely is a passion of ours. And I hope that we can continue to gain allies in that space because, you know, women make up almost 50% of the workforce, but when it comes to leadership positions, only about less than 10% are CEOs and only 2% of those are women of color. And so the math does not make sense. And um, I'm happy that we're in a space that, again, we can kind of push the envelope on that and hopefully see some change. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. I think, you know, you're right, the math doesn't add up. But I think what happens is that we have to actually shift our mindset and realize that, you know, women are the ones who are actually bringing the new changes and the new innovation to us being better as a society. And, and that helps us even grow and scale better and become more empathetic. But I think what people don't realize is because of that, revenues come. And I think people kind of like use the wrong narratives in those spaces. So I totally agree. Brittany, I'd like to thank you so very much for taking the time. What would be the last thing you'd want to say during this you know, podcast that you'd like to leave your audience and your listeners with? as you part from this discussion? Um, I would just like to thank you again for having me. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you for creating NEXT CLT because I know that it is breaking generational curses and really also just giving people generational wealth, which is really important because that's really what it's about, closing that gap. We are in Charlotte. We're, you know, moving up and the economic mobility is really rare. And so if we're able to give people opportunities and things like that, it's just, it's all worth it. It takes a collaboration for us all to get further. And so just thank you. I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you. So ladies and gentlemen, you just had the pleasure of listening to and getting some insight from Brittany Bogues, the owner, venturous in many different areas of Bogues Consulting Group. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you too.